He's the owner of the most educated feet in professional wrestling. Some would call him the professor. Some might call him infamous. We call him the host of the show. And I mean, <laughs> folks, where's the lie? It's time for the Undisputed Podcast with Bobby Fish. Are you taking Taven's advice and starting every podcast now with the horse? It's the Four Horsemen edition. Ah, let's see what we're doing. Do you remember when they had um, their theme song had horses galloping? No. Well, okay. Well, I do. Never mind. Are we on? We are. We're on. We're live. We're recording. We're, we're like 40 seconds into this thing now. Oh, my God. My um, wife suggested I lose the earbuds because I look outdated. Oh. And if I lose the earbuds, I can't hear you guys. That's all right. So. Makes sense. Total sense. I took one out. What it's worth, me and Frank don't really say much of anything anyway. So yeah, but you have to now. Who else? Yeah, that's who true. else is gonna talk? We have we this we're we're going this week. Solo. Well, there's solo. three. Of, there's, there's three of us though. That's not really solo. Yeah, but it's solo because we Hope all solo. share. We all share a brain. Solo Sokoa. We are going solo Sokoa this week. But he's not our guest. Let's uh I think we should tease what we got coming up next week. Tease tease the man who had a snake once fight Macho Man Randy Savage. Just let Frank keep teasing. Frank Frank, Frank is our uh, Frank is our resident impressionist. Yes. Yeah, you, want, you want to call it that? He does a, a spot on. Uh-huh. Snake and a spot on snake. He is like I was. I was getting nervous. I I oh. got the anti venom out because we keep it. We keep some in the cupboard because there's lots of snakes in Ormond Beach. Yes, well, in Florida in general. Are there? Yeah. Really? Yeah, you guys. You guys are like the uh, Australia of the United States. Wow. So yeah. there's a uh, video on Barstool right now where these firefighters go into this, I think it's an apartment building in, uh, we'll say we'll say Puerto Rico, Mexico, one of those types of countries. The and... one where all the like anacondas fall out of the roof. <laughs> <or> the <game. laughs> okay, okay, Frank, you just booked me on a show in Puerto Rico. Or, <laughs> no, no, is that Costa Rica? Co- 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 Costa Rica. Oh, Costa Rica. okay, Costa Rica. Okay, because oh, I was going to say, I don't, I don't want to be. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I think they booked the airfare already for that too. They're serious. You're already right. you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. The the anacondas aren't there where you're going. You'll be fine. Yeah. No, they, if you can find that video, it's some scary shit. They're in like yeah. this pink bedroom, which is really? hilarious. Poking at the ceiling, and like four anacondas fall out of the ceiling. Wow. Yeah, I'd burn Hazard, the fucking house hazardous down. job, you know. It's a hazardous job. I would have just yeah. lit that house on fire and been like, "See you, bye, toodaloo." Yeah. 
Yeah, but then they'd be kind of anti-firemen. Yeah, that's okay. They With those big ass snakes in there. Well, it'd have been all right. In my book, anyway. But you know, the hell the hell do I know? And nobody listens to me. Yeah, next next week we have a next snake week. on the show. The man the Hall of Famer. The legend WWE Hall of Famer, Jake the Snake Roberts. Yes. I for one am pretty damn excited. Yeah. Oh yeah. Jake's got a new AE special coming out next week, next Sunday to be exact. A week from this Sunday. Okay. He's got an autobiography coming out apparently, and he's got his own podcast out. Very cool. Very cool. Very, very, very busy cool. man. Very busy man. Yes. And he's another DDPY guy. He is yes. a DDPY guy. He's a WWE Hall of Famer. And he is known industry-wide as being a guy who just got it in a way that, like, a lot of other people never have. <clears throat> his his psychology for the business um, is allegedly legendary um he's a second generation if i'm not mistaken um so you know those guys do it's a different outlook on the business i think for a lot of those guys because they you know growing up in it is different than getting into it later in life or being a fan and then like they just see a, a totally different sort of thing and i don't i don't know if if that's uh, why Jake developed the way his perspective worked uh, on the business or not. Um, but that's all stuff we can get into that with him um, yeah. on. And, and I'm excited for the opportunity to ask him some of these questions because he was some of the favorite psychology I've ever, you know, like been witness to in, in the industry was he he was the guy that like it was like understated psychology like stuff you you had to think a little like an an extra layer on and like he would lower his voice as opposed to being uh loud and you know the, there was rumored to be psychology behind that because then you've got to really listen to what he's saying and like he just i don't know you know that kind of stuff um I just think it speaks volumes uh, about the creativity that exists in someone that like that, like in their mind, <clears throat> almost borders on um, crazy. But, you know, like the crazy, uh, some like actors that are method and stuff like that, like some of them have to walk that line in order to... And I, I don't know. I mean, Jake Jake strikes me as uh, potentially one of those people that his like creative brilliance, his his art was uh, it, like it was just something that had to be expressed. I don't know. Again, that's next week, so uh, I'll just shut the fuck up because <laughs> here I am, you know, just rattle rattling on about next week. <laughs> Well, at least we know how we can start next week's episode with Frank. Just, I think, uh, I think we, I Frank, I think you do that 
the whole podcast. (laughs) Jake would would enjoy it the whole hour, 90 minutes, whatever it is. Just just do it every time he starts talking. That'd be awesome. That'd be good. You ask him a question and then. When Jake starts to answer, just start hissing at him. Or, or, or I can say, Bajamania. Oh, God. Bajamania. Bajamania. the Bajamania. All right. Okay. Well, gentlemen. How was your, week? How was your weekend? My weekend was good. My weekend was fun. How about that? How about a fun weekend? Did you beat anybody up over the weekend? Um... I tried. Oh. I tried. I tried. But first, I enjoyed a nice bit of time with my wife. We uh, got to we and we didn't do much with it. We just just spent time with each other, which is underrated. 100% um and then i did have to get on a plane and leave her well, first I had, to get, I had to drive but you didn't then. try to beat somebody up on the plane did you no that's because yeah, that tyson. doesn't that's usually frowned upon mike tyson does that yeah well but he's got the money to get himself out of it i yeah, i do not tyson was like they were fucking with tyson on the plane and he was just like enough <laughs> well I, I love the fact that is that you mimed <laughs> like as if they were poking him in his belly yeah let's like like they were you, you, you that's can't, not the bear you, you poke <laughs> they deserved it they were fucking yeah. with them yeah like <laughs> if you're gonna, listen if you're gonna poke a bear on the airplane it should be like me not mike tyson like yeah bother me well, I mean, he is a big pot smoker, so maybe they were banking on the fact that, like, eh, he's that's Probably gonna high. take too much effort. He'll be baked, and I think, yeah, I think Mike lazy. has reached that like functioning pothead thing, though. So, like, Pro- yeah, yeah, I've known people like that. Yeah, I've known op- people like that. Fully operational, even though he's stoned. You know who's not one of those people? Terry Funk. Me. Oh. Bob the Slob. Taven's story last week. <laughs> I'm not one of those people. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, uh, there we go. Uh, Mike Tyson. And uh, I've forgotten where we were. <laughs> you we were, were on an right airplane. Hey, so yeah. Potentially so I got on an airplane. I got on an airplane. I left my wife, my lovely wife. Um, but I went to Charleston, West Virginia. No. It was the battle at Bunker Hill. Boom. Boom. Uh, battleground professional wrestling. Um, nice family business, it seemed. Uh, really, uh, yeah, just back on the indies, so to speak. Um it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I wrestled Chance Prophet, who uh, was very, very good. That's always, always fun. There were a good amount of kids there, which it's been a while um, since I've been able to kind of um, 
Yeah, just just do that, what that entails. And uh, I'll say this. There's wrestling crowds, and then there's, you know, and then there's like the, there's all different wrestling crowds, right? And, and some of them are, you know, too smart for their own good, and they only want to see, you know, and then some of them only want to see like, you know, brutal things. And some of them, this crowd was refreshing because they were there for pro wrestling, and they were willing to just follow along. Um, I was, uh, not sure, uh, that anyway, I had to turn, uh, one way in the match and I did. And when I did, like, they just got with it. They were just like, yeah, he's doesn't seem like a great person. We don't like him, (laughs) you know? So it was, and it was cool because I think, uh, too much now wrestling fans try to be too cool for school and like they know better and they won't and then they it just makes life more difficult for everyone and these were kids and the kids like i think i'd like to believe that um the interactions and stuff that i had with them was something that like they'll remember and it made an impression on them And then that's cool because at the end of the day, man, I get paid the same regardless. So I'm not making anything extra because I made some kids night or, or because, you know, a a kid, um, you know, interacted with me in any way. But when I, when I can, man, that that's cool. Um, I did a seminar earlier in the day and that was, uh, that was good. I enjoyed that. Um, I do. I like like coaching i like teaching i do you're a teacher you're, you're yeah i'm a teacher well, he's the professor you know yeah there you go there you go the professor um so yeah it was a good weekend um enjoyed it uh had a good opponent you know yeah all good any, all uh, good any plans for the valentine's day holiday with mrs yeah that we can share on air yeah um well well here's the fun part you can share it with us because this isn't going to come out until the day after so you're all right yeah unless she can hear you well that's what i'm saying we're in the and i don't know if she can or she can't but yeah of course i have some things planned um yeah i'm doing it um very budget friendly this year so you got the pony you got the pony you motor bones oh happy No, 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 not the pony. He's just going to do the fucking horse for Aaron, and then that's it. Yeah. yeah. Horse pony? Yeah. Listen, she knows who she married. Yep. She knows. I would hope so. That's weird. Well, what about you guys? What about you two? You're a married man, Frank. What? Dinner. Dinner always you? works. Dinner always works. But don't you have dinner every day? Um, not going out to dinner with no kids. That's usually uh, that's, that's so. Ah, uh, so we Apple got you. You've secured a babysitter. No, right. You have or you have not. Yes. Just leave them. You're lying. Yes. You've done nothing. You've done nothing. Just leaving them home to fend for themselves. Yeah, they're. 
They can talk and walk. Uh, okay. Just... All right. Well, good. Okay. Dennis? Hi. Plans? Uh, nothing really special planned for tomorrow. She'll be getting a... Well, I'm a, sure a she'll she'll be, getting a, she'll be getting a delivery during the day. Oh, okay. And but nothing special. Just something regular, like a... a bills. I, I actually had my bills forwarded to her. <laughs> yes. Nothing special. Nothing special, but it's a package. It's coming to yeah. the house, but it's... She's, she's got a... It's not she's even got for some, you. She's got some flowers coming. Um, okay. Okay. Locally sourced too. I didn't do the like one eight hundred flowers or anything. I do a local floor. So, right, you put some effort in. Do you want to plug bit. that local florist? Do you want to? Uh, Holland. It's some... Holland Florist, right on Sand Creek Road. Holland, huh? Which I, I believe I that it, was another country. It is. It 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 is also another country. Yes, but yeah. Um, I believe I could be way off base here, but I believe remember Jen White. Uh-huh. I, I do think it was like Mike. their family had something to do with it when we were younger. I don't know if they still do. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I, I could be wrong. I support it. <laughs> I support local industry. I try to. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, dinner, maybe I'll get her to we'll go to we'll go to Ralph's for dinner. Ooh. That's not that's that's never bad. My wife's um, never been to Ralph's because she's never been to Colony. Uh, she has. Oh, okay. One time. Um, and we went to, is it Pellegrino's? Oh, Pellegrino's. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. So she had a sandwich from there. Good sandwich. We drove by Ralph's. I think she, uh, but <clears throat> yeah, that was, that was about it. That was about to eat. Um, all right. So, uh, that's the, um, the Valentine's Day festivities. Mine, um, yeah, I can't really into them. Nothing again, nothing crazy, but I've got some things planned. I'm, I like to think of myself as a thoughtful guy, um, and I don't want to. I don't want to ruin the ruin the surprise. Fair enough. Yeah. So that being said. This Valentine's Day edition, hence why we're recording early. Yes. Um, so, we had a certain uh, battle royal take place. A couple weeks ago, yeah. Yeah. Yep. The, royal, think, the, royal, uh, the Rumble of Royals. Yes. The Rumble the royal, of Royals. The Rumble of Royals. That we've yet to uh, share our opinions on, and I, 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 I don't know, because Royal sounds a lot like Super. So, in honor of the Super Bowl, we'll recap the Royal Rumble. Okay. <laughs> no. Yeah. That's a weird way to get there, but all right. I was... Yeah. <laughs> well, truth be told, is Frank just put it on the format, so. <laughs> There we go. There we are. The format that David calls you out on. Yes, at this at this point, go ahead. The low key mission of our uh, of our of our podcast is to try to get Bobby to be the Howard Stern of uh, of podcasting, and so far all he's proven is to be the fucking Ron Burgundy of podcasts, (laughs) which is fine. 
Which I'm okay. okay. I'm okay with being the Ron Burgundy. Long as you don't tell San Diego to go fuck themselves, we're good. That's well, don't worry true. about it. Well, I mean, I'm not sure I if said San it, Diego listens. Steve Steve Bell does. He lives in San Diego. He does. Steve Bell does. He sure does. Hi, Steve. Bell. Bellaroo. Local indie talent. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So what were your takeaways, Frank, Dennis, your favorite, um, favorite thing that happened in the Royal Rumble? Frank? You, me, you're gonna be pointing. I me. did. I did like how they uh, put over Gunther in losing fashion. Yeah, Gunther they, went. He started one or two and lasted all the way to the end, and Cody took him out. But yeah, um, they made him look like a million champ, bucks. future world champion. Yeah, they made him look really, really good. My favorite part of the whole thing was the fucking entrance, because it was like a mile and a half long to get to the ring. Yeah, yeah. A, that took at least long, twenty seconds. Long way to get there. Yeah. And by the yeah. time the, the new guy was getting in the ring, the countdown had already started. Yeah, I think for some people that did happen because if you didn't, if you didn't hurry along, poor Otis kind of got there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Otis got short legs. Otis is just four by four. Yeah, four wide, yeah. four high. Yeah. Yes. Um. I. Yeah. I. I thought it was a good one this year. Thought it was good. Uh, interesting that they led off with the men's Royal Rumble, yeah, and they ended with the women's. Um, I don't know. It's different. Well, I think it'd be that because the ending was with um, Roman Reigns and that whole the whole storyline of the bloodline. So that. As I watched it, it didn't make sense. And then they, as I watched the whole thing, it made sense because they finished up with the bloodline and Sami yeah. Zayn and all that. So yeah, that and that would have been a hard, a hard something to follow. Yeah, you couldn't put that on first no. or second. That had to go. Yeah, yeah, that needed the the Owens Reigns match needed to close the show. Plus everything that they did, and obviously you needed to space out Cody winning. Yeah with anything yeah. going on with Roman yeah. in the bloodline. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a very uh, interesting outcome of the rumble. Uh, having Cody win the whole thing. Obviously Cody uh, now moves on to WrestleMania. Um, thoughts, gentlemen, thoughts. The uh, interview segment they did last week with Cody and Paul Heyman. Oh, that, God, that was, was good. the good stuff. Yeah, that was really good. That I, the, was, the bit that, of it that I saw was very man. good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that was... I think everybody... I think was... some... Go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> All right. <laughs> they, had some, they, had some reality, they had some reality-based truths in that segment. Yeah. Made it a little more, uh, a lot more believable. So, you know, in my 20 some odd years doing this, like, yeah, I, you know, that even when I was just a fan was the stuff that really um, resonated and what, what felt, I don't know, like it just felt different. And, and that, 
that's it. You know, it's like whenever you can add a thread of reality or even perceived reality. And this goes all the way back to like why, in my personal opinion, there was at times money in this industry has been left on the table when some things have gone on that weren't taken advantage of for you know numerous reasons, whether that be because people can't in the end be professional or because people, um, you know, for whatever reason, they had different plans. So they went this way instead of that way. Like, I just think when those opportunities present themselves, because of what you just said about the uh, promo with Heyman and Cody, like that's exactly why. Because when there's some truth there and you've got people going, well, just asking the question, you've done your job. Job is done if they're wondering even a little bit. If there's a even a, a, a shadow of, of – doubt that this might not be storyline then people will pay the fuck attention and it's really a a lost art and it's really something that has become more difficult over the years because nowadays the fans are more interested in the backstage dirt than they are in the angles they don't want to be everybody is only interested in being smart you know that it's taken on its own. It's like, why watch if that's what you're interested in? Like watch the people, these people are professional storyline developers and storytellers, you know, and then you saw that in the brilliance of like Paul Heyman, you know, in that. Does anybody do it better than Paul Heyman though? When it comes to that stuff? Go go Um, back CW days. I mean, he really – he was one of those guys who invented, in my opinion, the shoot interview, coming out and saying, you know, this is what's happening. It's a little real. Like, I remember there was an event where Sabu couldn't make it. He had a, a Japan date. And he could have just – Heyman could have just swept it on the rug and made something up, but he came out and he was honest with the fans. He said, no, he stiffed you guys tonight. He's over in Japan with a date. He's not going to be oh. here. God Ooh, bless you. Thank you. Oh. Um, yeah, I think it goes without saying. I think um, Heyman <laughs> is uh, brilliant in that way. And, and I think any time that like you can blur the line, you are you are swimming in rare water, you know, Mo- majority of the time. You can't get that. But when when you can, you it really it, it means something. And this whole thing with like bringing Cody, you know, Cody coming back after the AEW stuff and blah blah blah. And like, not sure how it all worked out up to this point, but they're definitely taking advantage of of opportunity. And there's some reality to the opportunity that's being taken advantage of. And that's, that's cool. I mean, even right. And there's layers to it, right? There's layers. Um, Corey Graves on commentary, you know, Corey's great. Um, but Corey is, also has a direct link to the late 
um, American Dream, you know, Cody's father. And uh, Dusty at that time was a part of the creative in what is now NXT and, you know, when in, in those incarnations. And that's when Corey was still wrestling, um, but was still trying to find himself gimmick wise. And I know Dusty was a big part of helping him find what would become his eventual like voice before he um, was injured in, in such a way that he's, he stopped wrestling, but then like without that step in his progression, like, I don't know that you get Corey Graves, the voice of, of raw that you have now. Like, so like I said, there's layers to it. So to be able to, you know, have Corey Graves on commentary and, and I, you know, I know the, you know, what, dusty meant to Corey's career so to hear him commentate over the top of something happening with cody and like cody like just the whole thing you know yeah i just thought it was pretty cool um you know cody went away and came back and he's being given an opportunity that he never would have been given if he didn't go away right he's am i saying am i speaking out of turn he's no i don't think so Right. So like, it, it's no secret. Cody wasn't happy with the way he was booked, you know, back whenever, you know, gold dust and all that, or, uh, Star, stardust, Star, stardust and all that stuff. Right. So he goes away and it's for a good number of years and he bet on himself. Like who doesn't want Like who doesn't like that story? You know, and he he bet on himself, and and it worked out, and uh, now he's back, and who knows? But I, I mean, how do you not then be excited about WrestleMania and uh, where, where all this is going to go? And I think th- this is when wrestling is at its best when there's more questions than answers. Yes, you know, and right oh. now there's a ton of questions circulating WWE in general. I think in general too, everybody, I mean, I've seen it a couple of different times, whether it's on Twitter or wherever it is, everybody's talking about WWE. You don't hear a lot of conversation about anybody else right now. It's just people are talking about WWE and everything else seems to have been forgotten. I think too, because they're everywhere. I mean, they've got, Pat McAfee show. They've got ESPN. They've got sports. So they're they've got multiple 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 layers they tap into. Where well, others, I, I think well, for the conversation purposes is I right. think no, the, I fan, the fans are talking more about what's going on with WWE than with any of the other major promotions. Well, <clears throat> let's think about it this way: WWE's been doing it at the highest level for the longest amount of time. So it's almost like they should be. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, And that's not to take any credit away. It's just to say that, like, when there's a downturn, when they're in, like, a slump or the creative's not good, um, it's just more reason for it to be a little bit more alarming and a little bit less acceptable, I guess. 
Mm-hmm. Because they, at this point, like, yeah, they, they are the best and they should be the best at it. And, and when the writing and stuff gets less than creative, they should be criticized for sure. True. But the professional wrestling business, it ebbs and it flows and it, it, it's just the way it will always be. Um, but, and I, I said this before, but I'll say it forever is like the what you need to have is long-term storytelling you have to have that as the and even with the the podcast we did with bischoff he brought up a really good point about how there needs to be the long term but there need to be some short short ones too and and i completely agree you know the more i thought about that i'm like yeah you know what you're right but if the long-term ones aren't there and, and then you have that investment, it just there, the, like you're cutting your nose to spite your face. Cause then there's no payoff. And like the best example of a payoff, the end of the rumble. Yeah. Sammy turning on the bloodline. Like, I mean, that's a long-term investment. These Pete, it was like you, you know, you, you, disappointed half of the crowd and you thrilled the other half. You know what I mean? Like that happens when you've convinced these people to invest in what you're telling them. And that's a long-term process. That's not something you can do on a Wednesday night and then blow it the fuck up on a Saturday night. It's that old school chase, you know, you're chasing the championship. It's I always bring up the Adam Cole and, uh, Gargano, it seemed like they went after that bell for a year and then Cole finally won it at a takeover event and that it was a payoff. You know, they had right. battled numerous times, but right. the payoff was him winning the bell. So, right. well, the story, and the, the bloodline is still going. I mean, even though we have Sammy and Rome in that elimination chamber, that doesn't mean that this is, it, it's not the end of that story. No, like I said before, I mean, there's more questions than answers, and that's yeah. when pro wrestling's good. That's when it's good. I, I want to. It's, uh... it's been. I mean, I've started paying way more attention now that I'm invested in this podcast. But it's it's been a while since I really wanted to watch like pay per views. Right. I'm going. Like I watched the Rumble. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit! Yeah. Like I actually wanted to watch it. It wasn't like I was doing it. Because of the sh- because of this show, so I needed to right. know what was happening. I wanted to watch it. I want to watch Elimination Chamber, and that's I was not just even say Elimination Chamber's right around the corner. Here yeah, it comes. And I, I think know. that's smart. that's smart booking too. Putting the shows on Saturday night. Yes, I think yes. that's so smart. Unless it's Mania, which I think is what Friday, Saturday, Sunday through Wednesday. Is that how it long starts it tomorrow? Through? It goes all oh. the way. To- <laughs> okay, got it. Right. <laughs> What starts tomorrow? WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Oh. First match is tomorrow. Okay. And it goes until whenever and, it actually is. Okay. But I think it's a Saturday. And it Sunday. ends right before Thanksgiving? Yeah. Yes. Right before Survivor Series, actually. Yes. Okay. Okay. So Elimination Chamber. Um, are all of the entrants decided? Or when is Elimination Chamber? Saturday. Saturday. Saturday? This Saturday. Yeah. So that would be the 17th, 18th. Okay. okay. Yeah. So they, uh, the 18th. They... Okay. I have, uh, to be honest with you, I'm not even sure who's actually in the elimination chamber match. 
Oh. Um, uh, Seth Rollins. Yes. Um, I think it's for the Intercontinental Championship. <laughs> Are you going off memory, dude? Google. What the fuck? He's, uh, is it Intercontinental or yeah, is it U.S.? I think okay. it's for Gunther's. Gunther's. And, and Rollins? Rollins, Gargano. You're no, you're right. It is for the U.S. Yeah. belt. belt. Um, yeah. yeah. Theory, Rollins. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> Just those two. Okay. That's it. Bronson Reed, Daniel Priest, Montez Ford, and then the other one we've got Raquel Welsh, Liv Morgan, Nikki Cross. Raquel um, Welsh, the yes. actress from the '60s. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Raquel <Wow>. Welsh. <laughs> I didn't even know. I didn't know. Oh, <laughs> we, have, we have Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley. Yeah, that'll be a slobber knocker, as Jr. says. Well, it's it's funny that you brought up Bischoff and talking because you you know you're talking long term storytelling with with the bloodline, and you need Eric said about B stories and C stories, and they're doing a yeah. good job with that shit too because they got the Dominic Mysterio shit going on with Edge. Yeah, and that people are, you know, from what I'm seeing is they're saying like, yeah, Dominic Mysterio right now is like the hottest deal. In, in He's one of, I would say. Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't seen, um, I haven't seen all of it, but it, it seems like he's gaining some, some momentum and and some heat, and you know, that's a that's not an easy thing for young guys to figure out. He's, he's kind of like one of them goofy heels, though, because like they're playing off the whole. He went to went to prison where he was yeah. like he spent yeah. like six hours in county and yeah. all that stuff like that. And he's, I mean, he's surrounded with great talent as well. Not not to take anything away from him, but you know, he's got Finn with him. Uh, yeah, the priest. Mom, yeah, priest, and then mommy. They call her mom. I was like China. Rhea Ripley. Uh, Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley. Right. Well, close enough. I don't know. You know, rye bread. <laughs> so, but they yeah. they are doing good with the the sub stories as well, and then the Lashley and uh, Lesnar thing. I I gotta tell you, I like face Lesnar. Yeah, I yeah. Do. I think yeah. I've seen a lot of people with positive reaction off of it, but I mean, eventually, the guy kicks ass. Yeah, legitimately. And who doesn't like an ass kicker? And a cowboy hat. And a cowboy hat. Just <laughs> cowboy hats are cool. You know, Yellowstone's the biggest show on TV right now. So, do you hear him accidentally let the accent slip when he came out and uh, cut his promo on Lashley? They got real cool. southern on him, like for a split second. You heard the drawl, and he went right back into you know <laughs> Minnesota Brock Lesnar. Oh, uh, <laughs> I didn't hear that. I did not hear that. <laughs> I like to do some ice fishing, and then it went oh, right back into. Yeah. So okay. Was... <laughs> hey, well, what did you think of um, Ray Mysterio catching some heat for those guys in the airport? Did you see that one? We, no. Dennis, and I, Dennis and I were talking about this before we went on the on the recording. He was in the yeah. airport or a hotel room or a hotel lobby, and these. I can't even call them fans. I guess they're just people who are launching autographs. Not just one autograph, but there's one guy had a double bag full of figures that he wanted Ray to sign. Yeah. And I think Ray said no, right? 
I I think he ended up signing, but he kind of like the reaction he gave them was, yeah, I'll sign your stuff so you guys can make some money. And kind of begrudgingly, I think, signed some stuff for them. Yeah. I I mean, that's the thing I don't, that's the thing that I don't like. And then that's also the thing that like I try to prevent when a guy comes up to me at an airport and wants me to sign something and then he, you know, has me sign, wants me to sign two of the same card. Like that's not because you like me so much that you have two. Right. You know, so like I generally only sign one thing. I think um, because I, you know, frankly, like get a fucking job. Like maybe stop hanging out at the airport all day and waiting for us to come through and go maybe go. I like subways hiring. I mean, go. uh, But like truly, are you too good? to do that but yet you're not too good to try to you know make a wage off of peddling shit that you know somebody with name value signed so i i don't know i just it's just dishonest you know and i grew up my parents were blue collar as hell my father's a fireman my mother was a nurse like work for your money earn your keep you know, don't be the guy or girl that like if the ship is sinking, you know, you're you're the one that I'm throwing overboard because you serve no fucking purpose. Fair enough. I think Ronda Rousey when she gets approached by autographs, she'll she makes a point to personalize it. Yeah, that's another trick of the trade is to personalize it so it can't sell it. it. Yeah, I need your name. I need your name if I'm going to sign. That's smart. That it is. Uh, but then you'll have the times where, <clears throat> so Kyle and I ran into this one. It was awesome. We're signing. And uh, <laughs> uh, would you like me to personalize this for him? Uh, yeah. What What's his name? Alejandro. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I, there's no chance I could spell that. <laughs> so, what's Ow. your name, buddy? Alejandro. <laughs> and I was like, what's oh, the accent? To Al. Yes, Al. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, we don't like autographs. I have no problems with autographs, but then again, nobody's asking me. So, okay. fuck it. I have and no also, problem with it either. I don't know. I don't think I don't think so. Ray caught shit for calling them out on yeah, what they were doing. Posted either on TikTok or some form of social media where the interact you see the interaction, but it looks like it's doctored a little bit where you only see Ray saying no. All those that that's the thing is when these people post videos, no matter what the circumstances are. Uh, it, it, they, if it's only part of the video, I want to know what happened before. Well, I want to know how he was yeah. approached. You know, and I want to know things are, things are out of context. Right. And that is always dangerous. Not to mention 
who the fuck are you people? Like, are you the world police? I can't stand that people fucking record everything. Right. Like it's, it, it, you know, yes. I, if you're, if it's police brutality or something like, yes, I, you know what, that's in one of those instances where like, yeah, that's the kind of stuff that people should know about. But some of this other stuff, like a guy not fucking signing an autograph, like, fuck you. It's a free country. If Ray doesn't want to sign the autograph, you don't know the reason why. And it right. could have been warranted. And maybe it wasn't. But your two-minute video that you're then going to go put on the internet, it's just fucking bullshit. Like, don't be a busybody. You know, you're like the old woman on the street that's got nothing going on in her day. So she pays attention to everything that her neighbors are doing. Like, just fucking mind your business, assholes. I don't know. I hate that yeah. shit. That's that's evil spirit shit. Like, that's the enemy. That's, that's not divine at all. There's nothing godly about any of that sort of behavior. And the fact that he was doing it to adults, it's not like he like lost his shit on some kids. Yeah. Or, you know, and and not for nothing, you guys aren't obligated to sign anything at any time. Right. Because what the fuck? I mean, and I, I actually heard someone talking about it today. You guys are people. Like, you know, and just because you're on TV or just because you're celebrities doesn't mean that you're obligated to do shit for anyone. I agree entirely. And and so I was talking to somebody about it. Might have been this weekend or last weekend or something, but it was to that sort of thing. And really the only time that it, it rubs me the wrong way is like when I'm with my family, because right. my family doesn't get a lot of my undivided attention. And if that's the case, like just respect that, respect the scenario and respect my loved ones enough to like leave me alone yeah and that's you know that's really it and like i said the, the thing and ray mysterio every personal account i've ever interaction i've ever had with the man has been very pleasant but then even he's one of those guys that like you never hear bad interactions about either so it's like you can't win you you can be the the nicest person going and these some of these people these trolls these whatever they're they're still they're just they're in it to be dirtbags and like they're gonna be a dirtbag so it just it's unfortunate but I uh, I hate to see that that happened to Ray because, like I said, my interactions with Ray Mysterio have never been anything but positive. So, and same thing with like his son and you know all of it. So, those people that um, you know are holding Ray's feet to the fire, so to speak, over what amounts to just about nothing. Yeah. Yeah, there you there go. You go. Pew, 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 pew. Yeah. yeah. Old Stone Cold one finger salute for you. Yeah. 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 So speaking of Stone Cold. Okay. We talked about this a little bit um on 
before we come on our pre-production meeting (laughs) our (laughs) pre-production meeting (laughs) uh luke hawks is the young stone cold on the young rock which i thought yeah i mean that's pretty cool he's a guy that's been doing it a long time and that's uh (laughs) that's a reoccurring role not yeah. bad, not bad. Yeah. yeah, it turns out the I think the Rock and Stone Cold had one or two matches, I think, in his career. Yeah, baby, I gotta blow my nose. Okay, you, you bet, you, baby. Please don't call me. Please don't call me, baby, while we're recording. That's just weird. Yeah, I'm, I'm over here. I'm struggling over here. But I have no Kleenex. I have no Kleenex. Uh oh. What's that, baby? No, Frank's got Frank's got something. <laughs> a couple hundred miles away. Oh, perfect! Thanks, Frank. Well, uh, well, Bobby tries to get his nose cleared out. Blow! Is that a is that a Brian Bosworth jersey you have behind you, Frank, over your right shoulder? I do. Ooh, I, do. I do. I do. I feel like you should take that out of the view of. I support that. Ghosted Thank you. There, there's a Dick Buckus one right somewhere too. I think that's great. And it is signed. It is signed. Um, see, I'm gonna be over here. Okay, you do your thing. See, for the for the purposes of the podcast, I feel like maybe you should take that out of view since he ghosted us. Um, I mean, you don't have to. You don't have to. <laughs> he hasn't quite ghosted us. Um, the, the last interaction I had with the boss, um, he needed to find a um, time. A, a, yes, yes, availability. Fair enough. We could probably sell that tissue on eBay for probably about a couple bucks. Three, four dollars. Bobby Boogers. <laughs> How am I, baby? <laughs> Bobby's new gimmick. For his next Bobby, boogers. Bobby Boogers. Bobby Boogers. Bobby Boogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, right here. Frank, I got to say. I uh, I appreciate the Brian Bosworth jersey. There you go. Big fan. Hey, anyway, so here's my segue. We talked about wrestling, right? We talked about the Royal Rumble, which was last week. A couple weeks ago. A couple weeks ago. Elimination Chamber is this coming Saturday. Correct. All of which... Because UFC 284 was on Saturday this week. You know what I thought was weird? On Twitter, UFC 283 was trending. And people were talking about 284. What? Hashtagging it 283. Oh, huh. Yeah, it was confusing to tell. I'm not opposed to believing that the people on Twitter are stupid. No, oh, I definitely. I mean, yeah, there's lots of dummies on there. Lots apparently, apparently, there's so many stupid people that it was trending. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure that you don't have to have a high school diploma to get on Twitter. No, no. In fact, yeah, I don't remember having to prove any kind of credentials for me to get on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so. Yeah, we don't like Twitter. Okay. But UFC 284, 
did we, we like watch boys? Did did we did, did haven't finished watching? I I, I watched the prelims and then okay. um by the time those were done, it was it was pretty much my bedtime. Mm. Mm. Gotcha. Prelims okay. were good. Well, like the the freebies were good. Yeah, I so here's what I think with uh, MMA and the UFC uh, in general is the talent level of the sport is evolving to the point where <clears throat> careers are getting shorter because the level is so high, but you've also got uh, such a high level of skill on the prelims and the early prelims like the fights are you know it's just such a the sport itself is just at such a high level you you it's no longer street fighter and tekken you know where like somebody has their um you know their area and and it's a battle of styles no you got to check all the boxes you got to be good at everything so I think that that's it's a it's super intriguing to watch, um, but I think it also the you know the other byproduct of it is careers are short, man. Your window, your prime, your all of it is just very quick because people, yeah. I mean, it's just it it's just too competitive. It's almost too competitive. Yeah, that's... I can see that. I saw two I did... in the nuts in the prelims. That was fun. Yeah, yeah, good nut shots. Always, always, uh, always fun. I suppose. Probably <laughs> not for the guy that got kicked in the nuts. It, yeah. Neither one of them seemed. One guy bounced back pretty quick. Don't ask me their names, but uh-huh. the other guy took a heel to the nuts, and it was, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, it was, it was a good five minute break in the fight. Okay, well, <clears throat> I will say this. Um, top three fights on the card. The the three last fights. Because I did see them. Um, Jack, uh, I'm not going to say, Della Latameda. I'm not. I'm not saying that entirely correct. But I've seen him fight a few times. He was a Australian guy, so hometown guy, and uh, Randy Brown, his opponent, whatever, was had such a reach advantage that it was disgusting. It almost didn't look like how it, you're looking at it, going, "Okay, how did they make the same weight class?" and um, it didn't look like things were going to go real well for uh, for Jack early in the first round. Um, it just seemed like, man, he's not going to get around that reach. And then he did. And uh, he kept working and working. And uh, he finally caught uh, Randy Brown with a hook. Uh, he face-planted, and then he jumped on him, a uh, rear naked choke for the finish. Um Jack Della, I'm still pronouncing it wrong. But anyway, uh, he, hometown guy, uh, yeah, it was big. And it was, um, 
It was very cool to see. Um, guys for real. Guy is, is definitely won a fight that he probably I, – he – I think he was supposed to win, but I, it was easily like, that was kind of his coming out party. I think this was his opportunity to like, like it was a big step up in uh, quality of opponent. And, uh, and he was there for it big time. So that was a great fight. Uh, really enjoyed that. You guys didn't see Yair Rodriguez and Josh Emmett. No. Correct. Mm. No. No. Okay. So, are you guys familiar with Yair Rodriguez? Correct. You are familiar. Yes. Right. Okay. So, Yair Rodriguez is super athletic, and I think for a long time now has supposed to have had his coming out party as supposed to have like been given the, um, but for whatever reason, it's just, you know, it's like started to happen then didn't happen. And then kind of happened. Then he went away for a little while. Um, but he's one of those guys that's like super entertaining to watch because he's, he does everything well and he does everything so well that he is able to take chances that other people aren't able to take. So he's a pretty wild dude out there. I mean, he will throw, uh, he throws weapons that generally don't link together. No. You know, he'll, he'll throw like um, uh, a kick followed by a hook. Um, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to do it justice with my terminology here, but he, um, He's super entertaining to watch because he's either going down in a ball of flames or he's going to be successful in, in a pretty extraordinary way. And the latter was um, the outcome of this fight. Uh, and it, it was, uh, yeah, it was uh, another, you really have the arrival of, um, of him at that way uh, of Yair Rodriguez. I think, I think he finally hit that pinnacle that they wanted him to, um, you know, he's a Mexican born fighter. Um, I think he is now only the second Mexican born champion in the history of the UFC. I believe. I believe the other one right now is um, uh, um, more. No, I, I'm so bad with names. Moreno, <laughs> Brendan Moreno. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. I can see their faces. I just wish you, we could somehow get that. Project your thoughts. Yes, project my thoughts. That would be all set. Yeah. We'd be all set. But anyway, so what makes that super interesting now is, so that was the interim title because Volkanovsky, who was fighting in the main event, is the current champion of that weight class. But he was fighting up a weight class in the main event. So now you've got 
Volkanovski versus Rodriguez. Um, it's another one of those like weird situations where you have a guy that won the interim title, which was basically the number one contenders match. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because now they both come in with titles, but one is disputed, I guess, for lack of a better term. Um, but that'll be an, another super interesting fight, um, which then totally reveals the hand that I would potentially have been trying to hide in the main event. Um, Volkanovski uh, lost by decision to um, uh, Haz, uh, Hazmat. Ha- God, these names. Chimaev. <laughs> Just Chimaev. Um, another good to great fight. I heard a real interesting take on things from uh, Chael Sonnen. You guys listen to his podcast at all? Sometimes, sometimes, yeah. Okay. So Chael Sonnen's uh, – and, you know, sometimes I think Chael is just – he just comes at things from a different angle. And um, maybe it's just to get people talking. Maybe it's, you know, these are truly He's his thoughts. Thinking, thinking man's – Yes, podcast so here's what his issue was with the main event of 284 so you're in australia which is volkanovsky's home so he's the hometown guy and chimaev is right is it it was chimaev islam makolchev yeah Islam Makhlchev. So not, yeah. Not Shmaev. Jesus, I am failing miserably. (laughs) Names. Anyway, Ronald McDonald, Mickey Mouse, (laughs) and Rocky Balboa. (laughs) See, told you. He is our Uh, resident. Anyway, (laughs) Chael Sonnen, his issue was this, is that it goes to decision. Um... Most uh, a lot of people thought that Volkanovsky won. Uh, there were a good amount of people that thought he, you know, it it went to the right guy. However, traditionally, in combat sports, whether and you can go back in boxing, MMA, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, <clears throat> if you've got a hometown guy and it goes to decision, if the fight is close. It generally, the decision goes to the hometown guy. Chael's issue with this one is the fact that they went the other way when they should have gone with the hometown guy. And his reason for it was not necessarily to continue that trend, but because Volkanovsky was the guy that was taking he went up a weight class. He was the guy, you know, it was his hometown. He wasn't supposed to be able to hang with the wrestling, um, et cetera, et cetera. And by all accounts, you know, majority of any critic that would comment on it would say like that he did hang and he was there and he proved without, you know, a shadow of a doubt that like he, 
was all these things he claimed to be. And that being said, Chael Sonnen's take on it was that they should have given him the fight. Um, and he broke it down a little bit further to like where the judges, I don't remember which round it was, you know, it was one of the five, but where it had to have gone to uh, Chimaev and he had an argument for why like it, it couldn't have or it shouldn't have. Um, but anyway, I just thought that that was super interesting kind of uh, perspective to take on it. Um, and now, you know, it is, it's, it's interesting to see like what they're going to do. You know, Volkanovsky is, they were saying he might be pound for pound the best fighter in the world sure. right now. And now you would have to give that to his opponent. Right. But, um, I don't know. Volkanovsky just showed so well, uh, it's just hard to argue against it. However, being such a big MMA fan, I think part of what we talked about a minute ago that makes it really kind of weird and, and interesting and all at the same time is if he is the best pound for pound fighter, blah, blah, blah. Like, when does the other shoe drop? Like, when does he lose a step? When does he get hit and... Uh, people start saying like, yeah, he's fought too many times and he's chinny and he's this and he's that because that's the thing I was talking about before. The window for these fighters, because the skill level's gotten so high, is so short. You know, like you are literally the penthouse one day and the outhouse two days later. Mm -hmm. Like it's crazy. I, I And I, I give all of these fighters credit just for – how do you handle that mentally? You know, what do you do afterwards? What do you do? Afterwards? I think it's the windows closing or getting smaller because of the brain injury stuff that we now know. Um, I, I, well, I think there's a good amount of it that we don't know. I, I think there's still some mystery to like, okay, well, is there a certain amount of times that your your button can get touched? And then you start get, like, I mean, you look at guys like Chuck Liddell and um, Frankie Edgar, perfect example. Like, you know, That's is it nice. the proximity of the knockouts to one another? Or is it just that like you have a window, you have a number of times, like in pro wrestling, they call it a bump card. You have as many bumps as your body can handle. Is that with a fighter the same thing for your chin? And are some chins, you know, stronger than others? Ha have more, you know, a, a higher threshold? And I mean, common sense would tell me that, yeah. But I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but I, I'm not a doctor. What? No, huh. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not an actual doctor. I played one on TV, but I'm not one. You were on Trevor John, Trevor John MD at one point, I think, and Dr. Phil. No, I was uh, Dr. Pepper. Oh. Oh, uh, yeah. I was the original Dr. Pepper. Trevor John Bosworth. Yeah. A spinoff from MASH. Did you realize that? I did know that. Dr. Pepper? No, no, no. Trapper John was from oh. MASH. MASH when potatoes? Yeah. Some people have said that I have mashed potatoes for brains. 
Possibly. That'd be weird. I feel like the conversations that you have with your wife probably shouldn't be brought over to this podcast. But, you know, I don't know. You talk about whatever you want. It's fine with me. Yeah. My name's on it. Yeah, you're right. Sure. Yep. I'm white. Look, it's, scroll, it's actually scrolling. I, mean, I am white. You right now. Did you just say you're white? Oh, right. Right. <laughs> R-I-G-H. Correct. You are correct. I'm right and I'm yes. right. You yes, are. You contrary are correct, to what, yes. Contrary, contrary to what we spoke about <laughs> during our pre-production meeting. <laughs> yes. Didn't you I love Ahmed I Johnson level. or something? <laughs> Randy Watson. That boy can sing. Uh, Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson. <laughs> Magic Johnson. Oh, that's it. We had so at dinner tonight. Um, oh, this will be good. There was a song on, and uh, oh, I can't remember what it was, but my anaconda ain't got none unless you no, got no, 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 no. <laughs> but it was the yeah, so you know how like when people get the lyrics wrong. Oh yeah. Um, I want to say it was. Uh, I don't remember what it was. But my daughter thought it was Willy Wonka, and it wasn't at all. And then my wife brought up her uh, Tony Danza one. She's like, oh, yeah, that's, that's her Tony Danza. Because my wife, when she was a kid, she thought uh, Tiny Dancer was... Pull me closer, Tony Danza. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's oh, yeah. Pull me closer, Tony Danza. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then there was another song that came on after. I wish I could remember the name of it, but it sounded like um, something diarrhea, but it wasn't. When you're going in first, it. you feel a little burst, <laughs> diarrhea. I don't yeah. think that's a radio song, Frank. I think that's just something we said. Yeah, I, Dennis has been at radio for a while, so yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm on the radio every day, and I listen uh, as rare as rarely as possible. Yeah, well, I'll have you guys know that this format, Frank, has really served no fucking purpose. We talked about two of the things on there. I think we should yeah. promo what you got coming up. Mm. <laughs> you have <laughs> anything coming up? No. You doing anything? Valentine's Day tomorrow. I have Valentine's Day tomorrow. I do. Um... So this weekend, I will be in San Jose, California, California, um, New Japan Strong, the uh, Battle in the Valley. And the I Battle will... in the Valley. Yeah. And I will be kicking the shit out of David Finley. Fitzboy. Finley? Yes. It's a son, Yes. Huh? Fitzboy, Fitzboy. And you know what the real kick in the head of this is? Is that I'm Fitz's favorite wrestler. Really? Yeah. David needs to know this, that I'm his father's favorite wrestler. Huh. And his father's my favorite wrestler. David's father, David's father or Fitz's father is your favorite wrestler? David's. Bothered. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Sometimes yeah. I have a hard time following along. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I'm gonna go to California, beat up Fit Finley's kid, and then I'll come, come back home. home. Yeah. Then come back home. Yeah, Jake Snake Roberts next Tuesday. Yes. <clears throat> yes. 
We got some yes. good shit coming up on this podcast just in general, Jake. We, we got, do. Uh, another awesome guest the following week. We do. Do we want to talk about this? We can Bring it we up. can tease it. I mean, I'm not afraid of it leaking or someone stealing <laughs> the guests. So <laughs> leaking? Leaking? Yes. We will have coming on the podcast Kenny Florian. Yes. Kenny Florian of USC fame. Um did a good amount of commentary for them. Um, I want to say was on, was he one of the analysts on ESPN? I don't know. Did the robot thing with him. Chris well, yeah, he's, he still does battle bots. He still does battle bots. Um, and he has now uh, taken on to the PFL, the professional fight league. He is one of their commentators. He is on the Anik and Florian podcast. Uh, that's him and John Anik. Um, yeah. And he's uh, he's awesome because he's the guy that probably most people would look at and not think he'll kick my ass, but he'll kick your ass. And I don't know. There's just something cool about that. Yeah. My coach Amen. that went to Dubai with me, he's very much uh, fits a similar description. Coach Alec. Well, yeah, we had him on here. Yeah, he was a, he's yeah. been a guest on the show. Yeah, Coach Alec's a pretty, like, you know, just kind of mild-mannered looking dude. But he'll fuck However, up day. Warren looks like he could kick your ass. In, in <laughs> Warren, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Warren, on the other hand. <laughs> yeah, he, he looks like he could kick your ass, and there's – Pretty good chance he can. <laughs> and he will. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, we got some we got some good stuff coming up the next couple of weeks we here. We do. I'm excited. I'm excited to talk to these people. Um, we have some others that we're not going to talk about right now just because we've given you enough. We've yeah. given yeah. you enough. Yeah. I can't give any more. I can't. I got nothing left. Plus nothing's confirmed, I mean, I, but that's fine. <laughs> well, I mean, I do have more to give, but I'm not going to give it because it's my show and I don't have to give any more than what I've already given. I I concur. I, I, I think you're right. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, gentlemen, what do you think? What I think is, uh, for those of you listening to the audio version of this, wherever you're streaming it or whatever platform you listen on, we have video version of it on the Premier Streaming Network. Uh, if you want to watch us talk about shit. Yes. Or, to, I mean, granted, this one, if you want to watch us just kind of sit here and make faces at each other and say words and watch Bobby forget names. Yes. I recommend it. But get yourself yeah. a subscription to Premier Streaming Network. It's not just us. There's some other shit on there, too. That's pretty awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. Premier Streaming. Get on there. Um Support your local independent wrestling shows, and I might just uh, end up on one. Yes, yeah. you, you never know. You never know. You never know. Sitting next to them, <laughs> you might. You might. Yeah. I did. I sat next to some kids this weekend. Um, yeah, I like. I am disappointed that. to hear that there was no pizza throwing. Yeah, I threw no weekend. pizza this weekend. That's only no... reserved for the uh, twenty mat twenty match. Uh... 
Yes. Marathon events. <laughs> yes, yes. For the people who book a show that no one wants to watch, let let me. Can I just make a public service announcement for right. all of the independent promoters slash bookers slash whatever? Pay attention. No one wants to watch professional wrestling shows. No one wants to watch a professional wrestling show of 25 matches that starts at noon and ends at midnight. No one in that card could be full of The Rock, Stone Cold, Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes, the biggest money makers in the history of this industry. And still, no one's there for 25 fucking matches. Stop. Uh, I don't want to do anything for 12 fucking hours. (laughs) No. It burns out the boys. It burns out the fans. It burns out. Like, it's just, just don't. Just stop. Don't do it. Yeah. We let's just all be friends. I don't like throwing pizzas in the parking lot. <laughs> I'm Italian. Gabagula. Yeah, I mean there's marinara sauce. That's a waste marinara of sauce. marinara. But you get mozzarella. Your... Yeah, you the mozzarella. I had no choice. <laughs> One of these yeah. days, Frank's going to offend somebody. Yeah, right? Yeah, I don't... Yeah, you're, how, why does every one of your impressions kind of sound like chic? Mozzarella, <laughs> Baba. See? <laughs> oh, on that note, Dennis... Someone's going to get us canceled. It's going to be Frank, of all people. Dennis, get us out of here. Get us just Frank, get what do you got? None. It's just gonna be here. There you go. Well, it's been a it's been a few episodes, so we gotta bring it back. Say goodnight, Bobby. Good night, Bobby. Watch media.